I mean, I remember those shows. And, I mean, like I was saying, in early 90s in, in Flint, I saw, I mean, you name a band, they came through. It was a fucking, it was like the heyday for just bands coming up, their first, second album maybe out. I mean, I saw fucking Pantera, Rage Against oh, Machines, damn. Slayer, Sepultura, fucking Cypress Hill, Ice-T, Body Count. Like, you know, it was that so all their first <laughs> albums on Fuck. all the first album tours before they got huge because the theater there is, I think, it's like 1,500. But, uh, yeah, and every one of them would say, oh, Flint Mission is the best crowd we've had. It's like, yeah, well, fuck, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're 19 or 18, however old I was, fuck, I was actually, I was probably like 16, 17 at the time. Like, you fucking believe it. Yeah. We fucking and, did it. And then yeah. every time you see them, they say that, you're like, all right, this is... <laughs> This is bullshit. <laughs> but who fucking cares? Because you had a, the best night yeah, of your fucking time. life. Exactly. Welcome to Oil and Whiskey, an Ironclad Original. I am Josh Henning. I'm Phil Gerber. I'm Jeremy Gerber. Welcome to Oil and Whiskey, an Ironclad Original. Today's guest, we got a very special in person, Whitey Morgan. We've been looking forward to this one for quite some time. Shit, we Huge tried to make it happen. We did. Yeah. And I think uh, we had a Zoom one set up, and I was at home, and uh, my wife left and took her laptop, and I don't have a laptop. <clears throat> I don't even know how to use one. <laughs> so I just she shut frantically down. called uh, my guy. I'm like, I don't think we can do it. Shit, I don't have a laptop. I don't even know how to... He's like, you can do it on your phone, I think. I'm like, ah, there's no fucking way I'm going to set this up in 15 minutes. So, <laughs> I, and also, I, you know, I wanted to do it here because, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's way cooler. It's so much awesome. better in person, man. Yeah. Pleasure having you, dude. I've been a fan for a long time, man. Man, these things are nice. <laughs> Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Josh fuck. picked those out. He's the one that does all the research. Yeah, yeah feel free to get comfortable, man. No, you it's good. Be. It's good. I just know from... Being on a few and, and listening and watching a bunch, just keep that goddamn mic in front of your face. Yeah, when you're I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest you, with you. I'm, I've probably never been this nervous for, for this one because I'm, it's so surreal sitting here. I'm being completely oh, honest. I'm just being dude. De- dead serious. I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke because it had to be, it had to be 10 plus years ago that, I mean, we're both, you know, huge Waylon Jennings fans, right? And I was on YouTube and I came across you. With your band doing way more's blues, oh, okay. in that black and white video, and is it the one where it's like acoustic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was a weird. I mean, it was just like happenstance. It was yeah, there, yeah. and I'm like, kind of holy like, fucking shit. We this were just is drinking, awesome and, I, and I said, well, shit. What if we, what if we just did a little video of us playing? Because we we had we were jammed on something else. We were just fucking with something. And the drummer was, you know, on the table, kind of doing this, and we were. I was like, this actually sounds pretty good in this room. And uh, so we set up a, what you don't realize is I think there's a hat on the table and the mic is under the hat because okay. if it would have been because that, that way we could do the audio from one point and the video was uh, moving around yeah. the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it just, you know, I mean, just some bullshit. And it's got, it's got so many views and I'm like, I don't even barely remember doing that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was then, fucking then meanwhile awesome. you work on these fucking videos and you know, you get a crew to come in, you do all this shit and you're like, Oh, that was a nightmare and no one fucking gives a shit about <laughs> we, it. We, we all this work. We've done you know? the same thing here. There'll be some cell phone cam thing that, uh, you know, with a car doing a burnout, a million fucking views. We spend like two weeks on a video. There's like 15 people watch it. Yeah. You just never know. I mean, some people, I feel like people can 
you know, they know when it's bullshit, when it's yeah. kind of contrived a bit, you know? Yeah. It's, that's definitely what I've always been a fan of your shit because it's, it's real. It's like the grit and there is no bullshit, especially, I mean, seeing you live or whatever. It's like, fuck. Well, I appreciate you it. fucking get after it. I mean, it, you know, it's, I always say it's kind of where I come from and the music I played before I started doing this. I mean, I always played country. The first shit I learned when I was eight years old on a guitar was country music. And then you're, you know, you turn 12, 13, 14, and you hear fucking Slayer and shit like that and, and punk rock, and you just, that's what you want to do. And, uh, you know, he just wanted to play loud and fast. And then when I came back to country after my grandfather passed, I was like, well, if I'm going to do a band, it's still got to have some balls. I can't do like a straight up Hank Williams, senior, super, you know, traditional country. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, it was also about the same time the Wayland, um, they released Wayland Double Live Expanded. They'd released it in the 70s, but they didn't put all of the, uh, all the songs weren't there. Sure. I think there's 44 on this one now. And I mean, I wore that thing out because his band, it was tight, but it was raw and loose and fucking it, it just trans- made more sense to me than listening i loved the other shit i mean it was great but for me to try to sound like something or emulate something sure that that just it was just like a glove you know it was like oh fucking big backbeat he's just fucking strumming that phaser through everything big vocal and the steel guitar just hotter than fuck going off the rails sometimes i was like yeah this is hell yeah is I'm that album is that that translucent gold one is it the two uh, double album I don't, know. I don't know if it's the there's one I think it's the one that's it was the, a, it's like a translucent gold. It's got the you know, Wayland wings and the thing. But anyway, so maybe not to get off the rails here, but you talked about Flint, Michigan. Maybe Whitey can explain to us our always fascination with the Mason Dixon line and <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> well, so I'm from Alabama. I've been a lot of time in Georgia. I'm from the South. I'm the one that always gets made fun of for being country, being too redneck, right, right. from these Yankees. Yeah, yeah. But we always talk about going, anytime we're in Michigan, specifically we go to Detroit for the car show every year and stuff. There's way more country there than from in the South. Like yeah, Not in Detroit, on the way to well, Detroit. It, yeah. People that come to the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I think at this point everybody <clears throat> kind of knows. I always tell people they, when they ask, well, how the hell do you play country music and you're from Flint, Michigan. And I say, who the fuck you think built all those cars? A bunch of fucking hillbillies that drove up <laughs> Highway 23, just like my grandfather did. Yeah. You know, and that's that's who I learned to play music from. And that's, uh, I mean, that's it. I mean, shit, I, I know there's a million songs about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Detroit City by, uh, I think, Bobby Bear's version is my favorite. I'm not sure who wrote it, but, you know, and it's all about that. Those hillbillies coming up and working for GM and Ford and, and uh, partying like crazy on the weekends and building cars all week, you know? It's fucking crazy. So you were talking outside, uh, didn't even know that you got your start in the fucking auto body and car building. Yeah. And- That's why I was, when, when I got pitched this podcast, it was like, well, this is one I can do because I know a little bit about, the, you about know, what, what I know about, about their world. Sure. So it's just easier to you know to fucking have a conversation about it yep you know um but yeah i uh i did body and paint for quite a while is that something uh, you wanted to do or is that to get by oh, i was fucking you know when i was like in 18 19 i was i was right when like it was kind of, i feel like there was a little bit of an explosion it was 
kind of the mini trucker shit was happening, but there was also like a resurgence of the full size Chevys, you know, seventies and eighties yep. were get, beginning to be cool again. And people were slamming them. 17s on the front, 20s on the back. It was like a, you know, make it look like a fucking Hot Wheels truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I was into it big time. And uh, and a buddy of mine had a shop, and I went over there and sanded door jams and fucking and deck lids and whatever he needed me to do just so that he would paint my fucking, my roll pan on my Chevy truck or something. You know what I mean? Like, whatever I had to do. And then I just started, you start, he starts giving you a bigger job and a bigger job, and next thing you know, you're, you're blocking doors and hanging doors and doing cool shit to cool vehicles, you know. But uh, it was also fun because we'd get these big down payments on a job, and we're fucking just Flint, South Flint, fucking rats, you know. And these guys would drop off twenty grand to start a job, and we go gone to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't touch that car for two fucking weeks. And, the, and then my buddy's like, "Hey, he's coming tomorrow. We gotta fucking make this thing look work like we've been night. working on it for two weeks." I'm like, "How the fuck are we gonna do that?" <laughs> like, just start, get the DA out and just sand the whole thing in an hour and make it look like we were, yeah. Damn. It was uh, a yeah. fun times. That's sure. why we don't take deposits. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit more self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, those guys are like, oh, I just want this done. If I give these guys money up front, it'll start working on it. Well, Yeah, they'll work their yeah. way right down the street to the titty bar. Yeah. And, or yeah. we'll go out and fuck it. We'll drive your car to the fuck before we take it apart. <laughs> we'll try that one. <laughs> we had a, uh, I think it was a 69 or 70 Roadrunner. Plum Crazy Purple. Oh. I remember the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, we drove that motherfucker to the strip club all week. I mean, just fucking. <laughs> I'm like, what are we fucking so, doing? This, guy, this is this guy's fucking pride and joy, and we're just out here ragging on it. A bunch is, of assholes. Is this like lunchtime titty bar trips? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing. We'd get to the, by the time we got our ass to the shop, it'd be like 11 o'clock. Yep. And of course, you know, we were all big boys. I'm like, by 12, I'm like, I'm fucking starving. Like, we haven't done shit, you know? <laughs> we haven't done anything yet. And, uh, uh, yeah, we're already at the strip club, and we get back to the shop at, like, 5 and work for two hours and go home. That was a day. That was a you know, day in the life back in those. That was the first shop. It wasn't very sure. professional. The guy that owned it, though, the um, the guy that taught me to paint and do all that shit was fucking super talented. He just, I don't know what happened. He, I think he's still working at, like, a collision shop or something in Flint. But a uh, great fucking painter. He did. Uh, he did some fuck some some nationwide shit there for a minute. We had a couple of SEMA trucks that won best paint back in ninety eight, ninety nine, oh. I think. Damn. Um, but you know, then he had a kid, and you know, I just he almost moved to California, and then he didn't. And I haven't talked to him in years. But uh, we were we were fucking tight for a while there. I mean, you know. Anybody that you go to the strip club with every day for a couple of years is a... Especially the lunchtime yeah. strip club. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a different experience. But when is. you're eating at the strip, like if you're getting the buffet or oh, we the, the chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's no. a different experience. No, that's that's, yeah, that's you next don't level. I don't think we had those kind of strip clubs in Flint. Oh. I don't think any of them had food. We, Ohio, I think we had some chicken tenders. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd be surprised. Just a man, fucking you... pan full of water and hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose Flint's buns. probably a little different. I don't know. I didn't spend a lot of time. I thought there. about that before. I don't think I could eat at a strip club. Yeah, that's well, a there hard was, was to get drunk. You not had? fucking get my belly full and look even fatter than I am while I'm sitting there. Dude, there was <laughs> cahoots, remember, in Ohio? It was a fucking steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. it was a steakhouse. Yeah. We had yeah. one in Birmingham called the Furnace. That's yeah. classy. Dude, they bring yeah. a steak out. Yeah, sit that's right classy. there, belly up to the table, and 
this was like it was two story and the steakhouse is up top and it was just all the way you know around like you ate around the thing and then the strip club was down the bottom it was, and they made <laughs> position it basically like they were just trying to make this like a like a higher end thing of like yeah come on out friday night with your wife come have a steak dinner and see some titties <laughs> some boobs like it was just <laughs> the marketing was off well i mean how how far away from that is hooters i mean that's yeah, I, I remember when the first time I went to one, I was like, this is fucking kind of creepy. Like these girls, even when I was, I think I was maybe like 26 and the girls were 20, 21. And I'm like, this just feels like I already feel like a creepy old man and yeah. I'm not even old, but it's just like, and their whole fake spiel when they come up and their boobs are bouncing. <laughs> I'm like, this whole show is making me uncomfortable yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what i mean but then you get the guys that are perfectly comfortable with it and they, they love it lean into yeah. it and i'm love like it. Or, right, the, or the dude weirdo. who's <laughs> there religiously for lunch and dinner every day yeah i like day. the food the food's great <laughs> i remember 15 16 years old though doing like hooters and stuff and you it was like it was different back then you man. felt like you were doing like they, yeah they, they well, let shit, us, we didn't let get one in, in here until i was in my 20s i don't oh, think shit i remember we, yeah. we got a lot of shit late in the game you yeah. know what i mean i think <laughs> the, the talent changed quite a bit over the year you go back to like the late 80s early 90s i mean that was big hair days i mean that was they were yeah. on fucking posters you know now they're, oh, yeah. they're scraping the bottom of the barrel there there's some of them yeah all the good yeah. ones jumped on only yeah fans. shouldn't really be working there yeah <laughs> only fans <laughs> so how long did you were you in the car game how many years I mean, I, I feel like solidly for probably maybe like eight or nine. But then when I started touring, we were doing like weekend warrior shit where we'd go out from Thursday to Sunday, like do the Midwest, Pittsburgh, you know, Louisville come up and I'd go back to work on Monday. And then finally, <clears throat> I think I put the first record out maybe and was just like, I can't do both because I'd, I'd be there at work not... I'd literally be writing songs while I'm in there sanding on some dude's car, and I'd stop, fucking write it down, you know, before there was notes on your phone. Yeah. And uh, so I couldn't, I wasn't really given either one. 100%. Yeah, and I don't like that. I want to sure. fucking, I'm also a very, like, finish one thing before you start something else kind of person. So it was just a weird time. And then I, uh, I finally just was like, I need a van and a trailer. So I sold, I was telling him I sold my Snap-on box with all my shit to my buddy. And uh, that's what it paid for, a van and trailer. And I never, Dude, that's never cool. looked back. That's really cool. And now I got fucking craftsman tools and it's fucking <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got some great albums, yeah, successful know, career, but, but some craftsman tools. That's all right. like, fuck it. I, I literally use hey, wrenches twice a hey, year now. Hey, so what, why would hey, I fucking? At least they're know? not Ryobi, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Like you still got <laughs> some. Fucking Ryobi. Yeah. Jesus get some respect still. I'll be honest with you, yeah. and I, I think I still owe my Snap-on guy some money from back in those days. You know when he sees I mean? this, he'll probably does. chase yeah. you down. Yeah. There's a good yeah. chance in the parking that, lot. That truck account was, uh, you know, that was fun. Though. I remember those days where, like, I was making maybe 600 bucks a week, and then the Snap-on truck rolling, it's like, oh, man, look at that set. The yeah. Fucking, you know, or this for, and that. He's like, he's like, hey, I can give you this. And I can give it to you for this much a week. And I'm like, yeah, for how many fucking weeks? I don't even know if I'm going to work here in fucking 26 <laughs> yeah. weeks. You know? Like, those good old days. That's, guys. that's a borderline criminal, the credit that they'll extend. Oh, they don't that, that truck account. The tool's probably paid off in the first three months payment, and the rest is just the gravy. And if you skip out, yep. fuck it. The amount that they, like, that they'll wait to and... Like I've talked to some of these guys where it's like, no problem. You know, we've got their information. They'll pop up at another shop. Might be five years down the road. You'll go in and be like, 
Yeah. You still owe us some money. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they will track you down. They, I mean, this is, this is over 20 years ago and they, I think maybe five years ago, stopped sending me a little thing and it was like a couple hundred bucks and they still were like, it's like, man, I know I overpaid for them anyway. You still want that fucking $200. Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. They don't give a shit. That's a racket. That's when but, you send but a when check you got for... When you open that top drawer and that shit is just blinging. It feels good, oh, man. Oh, man. And my it guy does. was a SADA dealer, too. So I had, like, six fucking SADA jet guns. My top drawer was ridiculous. <laughs> and I used two of them. You know how you... It's like anything. Yeah. No, these are the two I use right here. <clears throat> yeah, this the is good ones you keep them over the side. Yeah, yeah, you get that special edition that's... that. Yeah. That... Gunmetal oh, yeah. gray one, yeah, the, oh. the one that he, he fucking talks you into. I'll give you a jacket with it or some yeah. shit. And then they started coming out with like the Chip Foose and the Jesse James edition. You know, yeah. it's like lasered in there or something. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah Foose and Je- that was right around the time when I was doing a lot of painting. That was kind of that era. I did a lot of, we did a lot of motorcycles that were that fucking green with the purple, purple flames with the fucking orange pinstripe. Yep, like yep. that was fucking hot. Yep, for a it. minute there, we definitely did in some of those. That um, one Jesse James bike that did that set the world yeah. on fire. That, that El Diablo. Yeah. 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 Who's cheaper, uh, Harley guys or car guys? Who's harder to get the fucking <sighs> money out of? And we, I feel I, like I, back I, then I, it was Harley I guys. I think the Harley guys would be, yeah. I mean, we don't deal a lot with bike stuff. Yeah. We've done a little bit here and there. Yeah. but I remember I them, their buttholes puckering up when you give them a quote on a paint job. I'm <laughs> like a full dresser, which I think has 17 paintable panels. And if it's a candy job, you got to fucking Put the whole thing lay together. it all out just yeah, like yeah. it's going down the road. And it's a fucking pain in the ass. And they would just balk at whatever price you shot at them. Yep. It's like this fucking thing. Well, back then, I think they're maybe 25 grand back in those days. I don't know what they are now. With but a $15,000 paint job. Yeah. And, yeah, they're, and they're just like, well, I remember we did, I mean, we were in Flint. We weren't charging crazy, you know, California prices for paint. But these guys were just like, they'd almost faint when you'd fucking tell them how much it is. It's like, oh, by the way, it's candy with stripes on it, dude. They had to have, have money any idea left. how many hours go into that. They had to have money left over for their affliction jeans and square toe boots, oh, though, yeah, you know. Yeah. For that. And they had the worst fucking taste. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not putting, no more tribal <clears throat> flames. We're yep. done. Yep. It's fucking done. Right. No, yeah. no, can we just, I don't know what their affliction was. Was with, with affliction, <laughs> their yeah addiction their, to affliction, uh, with the wild animal seats. Like it oh, had to yeah. be the oh, yeah. well, this is gecko seat. Well, who yeah. The f- yeah. It looks like shit. The ostrich and the, also, you know, the stingray. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. one here. We we're gonna draw an elephant foreskin. Really? <laughs> yeah, just something really. <laughs> Those, are, real fucking Those are big hides, though. That's the good part. You could get a decent sized hide out of elephant foreskin. Yeah. I uh, another thing that would really get under my skin. Um, when I was working at that restoration shop was, you know, I'd have thousands of hours. We were talking about it. They media blast it. They bring it to me and it sits in my booth until it's rubbed and fucking goes to assembly, you know, which is fucking weeks and weeks and weeks, depending on how much I show up. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. It's your, it's like your baby. No one else touches your, this yeah. is your fucking sure. charger or whatever. I did so many fucking Corvettes. I don't even fucking hate them, love them, hate them. But what, anyways, um, then they're, they, you'd spend all this time marrying this fucking thing, and they'd bring their wife in to pick the color. And I want to fucking lose my fucking mind. And she would pick some of the stupidest. If it was a custom job, you know, but if it was factory, I knew the six colors it was going to, yep. you know. But if we did something cool, I'm like, oh, we could fucking, we could do like candy root beer or 
something on this candy tangerine with a white pearl white cove or something and they're just like no my wife thinks rose pearl is hey, a good idea stupid yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, i've got a nail polish that i want you to match fuck, dude also you're like yeah. 75 years old you're gonna drive this for two fucking years and you're gonna be gone and she's gonna get it right so paint it the color you fucking want it. Ugh. By the way, your hard-earned dollars are the one that is what fucking paid Dude. me to do this job. That was the concession he made, though, when he said, we're going to build this car. Yeah. I'll let yeah. you pick the color. But the color fucking can ruin it. Yep. 100%. Yep. I mean, I, I have done two rose pearl fucking Corvettes. It's fucking hideous. We, yeah, we did. I mean, it, it belongs on like a 57 or a 56 Chevy. That's what they came on. They didn't come on a fucking Corvette. But she saw the picture in a fucking book. Had to have it. And had to have it. And I'm just going, yeah, cool. Fuck, can't wait. Can't wait. Let's do it. It's a a good thing you changed careers because that's a tough I'm not a people pleaser. That's a tough way to make a living. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I I loved the the shop vibe. I just missed the shit talking and yelling across to somebody else's bay, fucking... Are you getting married to that thing? Because it's been in there for two months. Yep. You know, some fucking it's a, career project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sopping well, up the how gravy. Does, how does that? Tables. We used to have. This is not going to be. This is a hot take. This is not going to be popular. Those <laughs> are the ones we like. We used to have this one guy who was kind of a hillbilly. He did okay work, but we called his bay the abortion clinic because it was just like everything he worked on in there was a fucking. You're just yep. like, oh, look at this fucking abortion. <laughs> this abortion <laughs> clinic. Oh, he would good. get shit done fast, but it was never, it was never great. We, he's like what I call like a ram jammer. Just like he's the kind of guy that if you can't break a, break a fucking bolt loose, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll get it loose, and then he just breaks the fucking breaks it right off. I'm like, cool. There was other ways to do that. If you would use your fucking brain, but <laughs> now we gotta drill this fucking thing shot. out, and it's like a giant pain in the ass because you couldn't fucking wait five minutes to do it the right way. <laughs> we had That's, a guy's bay. We called he's called the dairy farm. Because he'd milk, milk every <laughs> fucking job. Yeah, yeah, like that's, that's like a good that. one. How does we that? We had the sniper for a while. He was oh, a silent assassin. Yeah. Just murder hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, a yeah. good one. How does that dynamic, though, compare to, like, like the guys on the road? You got a group of guys. You're in a fucking van. You're traveling all over the place compared to, like, that the camaraderie to those dudes that are in the uh, shop. I mean, the guys in the shop, you're, you're, you know, I guess you're not really, you're not hanging out with them all day you don't eat every meal with them i mean you're not sleeping in the fucking same hotel as them and and uh, in the studio and everything else so it's a little different i mean these guys that are with me a um, couple of them have been with me for over 10 years and uh yeah it's it's uh you know it's like fucking family actually i know them better than i've never known anyone in my own family <laughs> i know all their secrets they know all mine you know <laughs> but uh and we got the best of both worlds because you know, you get the shop camaraderie, you're in that environment, but we do a ton of car shows, so we're kind of like, you know, on the road in, in the early days. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If you guys... Yeah, dude, you'd work all day, all are, night. Are you hauling cars around, and then you got to yeah. deal with dipshits at the fucking truck stop that want to talk about what's in the trailer, <laughs> oh, all yeah. that kind of shit? Well, the problem the we worst. got now, we finally upgraded. Oh, what I guess it works out all right, because Phil, me, Phil, my old man back in the day, we were, we'd be on the road doing all that shit you know it's like touring basically yeah now we got like a pretty badass rig but we're off the road we got a full-time driver but that rig is like dude, you roll into the truck stop it is a, the, the conversation piece oh, of yeah. the truck stop for sure yeah, stretch truck, long nose pete oh, dude Jesus, truckers yeah. those i mean they're lonely dudes they spend a lot of time behind oh, the, they can't wait the wheel to talk. and 
fuck. They'll fucking they talk? talk to you while you're t- at the urinal taking a piss. Yeah. yeah. And they think I'm a truck driver because I got long hair and a beard <laughs> and I'm fucking dirty. They're just like, hey, where you, where you coming in from or something? And I'm just, I'll fucking play into it. I'm like, ah, I'm, on, I'm on a fucking 24-hour stretch from whatever, you know. I've listened to Convoy enough times. You know, I can yeah. pick up the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the lingo's changed a little bit now. You got to be wearing, like, socks and sandals and some oh, Adidas pants to be a truck driver. It's, it has. <laughs> are they? You see that more with the local guys. I mean, you see the over the road, over the road guys. guys. Are they yeah, doing that? Still, yeah. yeah. It's uh. I mean, just the when I I've been on the road for twenty years, and when I when I look at a truck driver now, when I'm driving by him, it's it, they don't look the same. It's yeah, the seventies badass. It used yeah, to be it, a ain't, truck it ain't the big fat. And it ain't the snowman. Dudes. I guarantee it's not the snowman. Turban. Yeah, no. or or just uh, it's just young guys or young girls. You know, yeah. it's. It's people that need fucking jobs that are willing to do it. Yeah. In the old days, it was, you know, it was, you know, crusty old motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. But, and they don't even get to drive as long. Like, I don't even think they can be on the road more than eight hours or something at a time now. It's 11. Is it 11? 11, 11 on 12 Pussy. off or 11 yeah, on 10 off. We fucking dude. do 19, 20, <laughs> yeah. easy. Yeah. Just give me some fucking caffeine. I mean, it's, let's go. Oh, yeah. What do you think the sale of speed did when they made that rule of going to 11 hours because I mean, the trucking industry the trucking industry kept yeah. speed like alive yeah oh for sure well, i they, think i only knew what it was because of <laughs> really <laughs> yeah you um what do they call them um yellow jackets yeah <laughs> yeah this is right next to the boner yeah that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. male enhancement yeah <laughs> Yeah, remember that yeah. in the old in the bathroom in the old days, you'd walk yeah. in and there'd be a plethora of yeah. boner options. Oh, man, know? the dirty shit. That here's the happen. here's the options for getting a boner. Then here's the uh, what you, you do stick over it, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get fucking the, some sort of bumps from this uh, lot lizard <laughs> standing outside waiting for you. Whatever <laughs> happened post purchase on those things were oh, dude, I don't even want to know. Dirty. <laughs> oh, what a life though, man. The, like being on the road, it's got to be. Gotta be interesting. When you, when oh, yeah. you sold your snap on box, bought that van and trailer, you said you'd already put an album out. Did what kind of plan did you have at that point? It, was it pretty much solidified or was it I a full blown gamble? There's no I feel like nowadays all these guys have like a plan and it's they they expect to be big because they see they see it on YouTube and all this shit that if you just do it like this, fucking you can be all I wanted to do was not play music in my hometown. And not because I didn't want to be in my hometown. I just wanted to play everywhere else because that's, to me, I would see these bands come through Flint. I mean, I went to so many great shows in the early 90s when I was in my teen years, and that was so fucking glamorous to me. I mean, I would show up early. I'd watch them load in the road cases, all the shit. I'm like, oh, again, gear. We fucking love gear. Yeah. Even then, I was like, oh, I, if I had a road case, I'd made it. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm walking in my little combo amp, and I barely have a case for my guitar, you know, in those years. And that was it. It was just like, um, get a fucking van and just play in a different town every night. And, you know, girls was not, was, was, uh, definitely part of that excitement, you know, <laughs> like okay. just, uh, and just freedom, the fucking, as corny as it sounds, the fucking open road, man. And seeing mountains and rivers and shit. We're from Flint, Michigan. The only shit I ever seen was Northern Michigan, which is beautiful. Yeah. But I never seen a fucking mountain until I was in my in my late teens, early twenties, you know. And uh, I've been to all, all fifty states. I played music in all fifty states. That's fucking that awesome. Sweet. And uh, I, that just happened. I just went to Alaska uh, for the first time a couple months ago. Was it a good show? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, was it like a rodeo? It was fucking. It was really cool. Were you handling all the booking and shit back then when you're doing that? I had a my old bass player used to do a lot of it, and uh, and then I did quite a bit after he was gone, and then um, and then I ended up getting a couple of different agents along the way. But I hate to ask stupid questions. No, it's no, just, it's, it's for us. It's you know it's new and and yeah. Is that shit like live? <laughs> As, is it is it fluid? Or are you like, all right, we've got the next you know eight weeks booked? Or are you like running a show and you're doing, oh fuck, we got one yeah. in a weekend. I mean, and let's go do this. into Denver. Let's stack something on top of right. it. And yeah. Start calling bars. Right. Oh yeah, there was there was a couple of years there where I was we'd be in the middle of a tour and I'd try to find us something for the weekend just to pay the band or do you know whatever I had to do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that, that's that. The booking thing, I I don't wish that on my worst enemy because you it, unless unless you're a big band who every fucking venue wants and they will drop all their other holds to book you, I mean you're just waiting and especially if it's depending on what time of year it is everybody's touring every venue has someone that wants to fucking play there and and unless you can offer them something that the fucking other band that's gonna draw a thousand people is gonna offer them, then they're just gonna the first come first serve whoever had the first hold you know so when i was booking it back then i they didn't know who we were it would be 10 fucking emails to for them to just end up telling me no we're, we don't have it and it was just fucking and i'm not a I'm not a clerical work kind of dude so <laughs> you don't say i was fucking i i mean every day i'm just throwing the phone like fuck they just dropped we're not playing here now now we got a fucking open saturday in the middle of fucking nowhere and yes. no fucking money you're because they went with the band that probably draws 20 more people than we do or something like that, you know, some nonsense. But You ever pick up something, like, super random in that event? Like, you're on tour, you Oh, yeah, you we played fucking a little corner town. bar in the middle of nowhere that we couldn't even get the whole band. They didn't even have a stage. <laughs> we were just playing in the front like this, people walking through the door, yeah. and we're in the corner just <laughs> trying to make 200 bucks to put gas in the tank. Yeah. Damn. But you know what? As much of a pain in the ass as it sounds like, it was some of the best times because I didn't have thousands and thousands of dollars of overhead. It was just, let's fucking get drunk. Let's fucking burn this motherfucker down and have some fun. <laughs> yeah. And these people Love it, will right? be back the next time. I had one booking agent. It was the best advice he ever gave me. He said, uh, and in the early days it made sense, was uh, it, this show you're playing tonight isn't about tonight. It's about the next time. Are they coming the next time? The next time has to be bigger, so you better fucking put on a hell of a show because next time, and then the next time, that, and then by the time, and he said by the time you're 50, he said that's the biggest you'll ever be will probably be when you're 50. He's like, but the good thing is if you put on good shows this whole time, you'll never get, you'll never go back. You'll always draw. If you're drawing 1,500 in Denver when you're 50 years old, when you're 60, you're going to draw 1,500 as long as you've always put on good shows and you've always, you know, you fucking don't leave anything on the table. You go out there and oh, yeah. fucking give it to them. And Dude, we saw David Allen Co. locally here at the Penny Road Pub. I mean, he must have been like 200 years old at that point. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting but, up there. Man, I mean, it was cool to see, right? But, you know, he yeah. put on a hell of a show for years oh, I've and seen, years and I years. opened for him every time he came to Flint for like five years straight. I mean, really? I think we did six shows or something. Never met him once. He would literally no just walk onto the stage, play, go get in this white Escalade. Yeah. Fucking bounce. Yeah, he sat up there. He had, like, this fucking hair extension thing going on and just sat there, yeah. didn't look at anybody on a stool, never got there up There were some the of those shows where it was fucking 
epic, like where you could just tell he was feeling it that night. Yeah. And when you get that old, you've done as much shit as he's done. You're going to have nights where it all comes together and it's fucking brilliant. And then some nights you could just tell he just wasn't feeling it. He would start a song and stop it and just go right into something else. But there was a couple nights where it was like, fuck, oh, he's doing the deep cuts and he's fucking killing it. Yeah. How do you, great, great shows. How do you deal with that? as long as you've been doing it, as many times as you've played those songs, is it <clears throat> is it completely mental in your head or is it venue and fans dependent uh, on on it's not going through, keep yeah, making yeah, sure yeah. you're not going through the motions? Yeah, it's, I mean, when you got a good crowd out there, it's pretty easy to give it everything and, and live in, them, in the moment, you know, and not just fucking kind of glaze over and put on autopilot. Yeah. Last night in, in Milwaukee, I mean, we haven't played Milwaukee in probably three years. Wasn't expecting much. There was 400 people there. I'm like, okay, it's, it's good, decent turnout. And the fucking, they were fucking going nuts. It was great. Three songs in, I turned to Joy. I was like, fuck, man, they showed up tonight. You know, it was, they were having fun. We had a couple scuffles down front, like the old old days. I was like, yeah, fuck yes. Yeah, it was fun. And I ended up drinking way too much because when they're having fun and I'm You're just like, fun. You know, I have a. I used to have a rule like, I got one drink on stage. I pour a nice tall one, and that's gonna last the whole set. Yeah, it lasted about half the set. <laughs> I went during the encore. I went backstage and got the bottle and came out and fucking was drinking on that. And then I just, you know, you get off stage at the end of the show, you just keep drinking. I'm like, what am I fucking doing? I'm sitting in a fucking green room by myself. Why am I still drinking this shit? I'm gonna all it's gonna do is fuck group. me in the morning. I'm gonna. I'm going to be in the shower just like, oh, you dumb motherfucker. Why did you? Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Milwaukee, man, it was great. I've always wondered that, and not not at all similar, but from, like, what we do, and, you know, we're, you're building cars, you're doing stuff, you're always, like, wanting to do something different and that next yeah. thing and stuff like that. And sometimes you're, like, we're bit all big into music. We go to a lot of shows, you know, and we always have thought, like, man, how it appears as though he's having just as much fun up there as he did the first time he played that song. Right. But you, yeah. how the fuck can you do that? You I know, mean, it's if every venue sounds different, like I said, every, every crowd is different. So I'm kind of feeding off of that, you know, but I mean, there are times when you kind of almost have to fake it because they're having fun. And meanwhile, they don't know that it sounds like shit on stage. Like maybe these monitors are shit. Maybe I can't hear my vocals and you got to just power through that because they don't fucking know that. Yep. And they're having, they fucking saved up for this. They might have, they might have booked a fucking hotel. They might have drove yeah. for two hours away. You can't, you it ain't about you, motherfucker. Event. Get over your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I want to tell a lot of these guys because I have seen and heard a lot, you know, guys just like going off on the crowd about some shit or just being a fucking, you know, just being whiny on stage. It's like, you got to just fucking suck it up, get the fuck off the stage right. and blow and destroy the green room. That's oh. what you got to do. Do that. <laughs> yeah. You don't fucking do it to them because they didn't got shit to do with it. They don't work at the venue. They're not running the sound. They're not the guy that gave you the shitty door deal that you agreed to, and now you fucking wish you didn't. <laughs> so just get the fuck over it and drink a couple of drinks, which oh, is you, what I usually do. And they're there to see you. And I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. And like I said, they you don't know this guy down front might fucking only make you know, 15, 20 grand a year. He's got three kids or something. He's this is his one night out in uh, six fucking months. Or like, yeah, better make it worth dude, it. Like yeah, we're, like, we'll, we'll be there tonight. Oh, yeah, we're and we got it. the dudes from Autotopia are out here, right? The killer YouTube channel for car stuff. Yeah, and they're in from California, L.A. 
and we're sitting here doing a podcast with them last night. They're filming today, and we told them we're like, dude, we're yeah, we're going to Whitey Morgan's coming in tomorrow. We're going to the show. Whitey Morgan's playing tomorrow. Like, yeah. Oh fuck, dude, we're staying. We're nice. fucking staying. Yeah, he was gonna nice. go back. He's staying they, tonight. They extended He's, their yeah. trip to go to the show tonight. So, but that's a whole yeah. group of dudes from L.A. Yeah. You know that. Are, yeah, we just, we just played the whiskey in L.A. not too long ago, a couple months ago. Yeah. It's funny though because we're all human beings, especially fans. When you're paying for something, we're so fucking selfish, right? And we're so <laughs> we want to be so special, right? Yeah. And oh yeah, we I've you done are. it. You, you want to make it about you? A lot of those, a lot of guys do. <laughs> we've we've you done know. it before when we've left a concert when a, when a. You know, the opener or the headliner or whatever, you, you leave and you're in the car. We're all, you know, Uber and back or whatever. You're hammered. You're like, dude, that's the best. Like, you could tell they were feeling it tonight. They yeah. fucking laid it. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to tell everybody yeah. that didn't go that this was probably the best show. Yeah. Like, or if they something. went to the show in the town two hours away, I yeah. bet it wasn't as good as the yeah. one we fucking saw. You man. want to be like, yeah. we, for some reason, us as fans did something to connect with that artist that that artist performed better yeah, for us. Yeah. And then you've oh, been to those shows where it's like, oh, the dude's going through the motions, like you can just tell or whatever. Um, you know, and it's like, I don't know why. It's so fucking stupid that we're like, yeah. you get the we, connection. Ha- we have to be have a connection. Ha- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I remember those shows. In, I mean, like I was saying in early 90s in, in Flint, I saw, I mean, you name a band, they came through. It was a fucking, it was like the heyday for just, Bands coming up, their first, second album maybe out. I mean, I saw fucking Pantera, Rage Against oh, Machine, damn. Slayer, Sepultura, fucking Cypress Hill, Ice-T, Body Count. Like, you know, it was that so all their fun. first albums <laughs> on all the first album tours before they got huge because the theater there is, I think, is like 1,500. But, uh, yeah, and every one of them would say, oh, Flint Mission is the best crowd we've had. It's like, yeah, well, fuck, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, what? And when you're 19 or 18, however old I was, fuck, I was actually, I was probably only like 16, 17 at the time. You fucking believe it. Yeah. We fucking and, did it. And then when every time you see them, they say that, you're like, all right, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But who fucking cares? Because you had a, the best night yeah, of your fucking time. life. Exactly. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Josh Henning here, co-host of the Ironclad Original Oil & Whiskey Podcast. In addition to producing podcasts like Oil & Whiskey, Change Agents with Andy Stump, Danger Close with Jack Carr and others, Ironclad also works with some of the world's biggest brands like Mechanics Wear, Under Armour, the Navy SEAL Foundation, Anthem, and a ton of others to create industry-leading custom film series, commercials, podcasts, and more. We can also get your message in front of an audience of millions by placing it on podcasts and series just like this one. To check out more about Ironclad and see how they can help evaluate your company, brand, or business, check out thisisironclad.com. I mean, I remember those shows. In, I mean, like I was saying, in early 90s in, in Flint, I saw, I mean, you name a band, they came through. It was a fucking, it was like the heyday for just bands coming up their first second album maybe out i mean i saw fucking pantera rage against oh, machine damn. slayer sepultura fucking cypress hill ice t body count like you know it was it's that so all their fun. first albums <laughs> on all the first album tours before they got huge because the theater there's i think it's like 1500 but uh yeah, and every one of them would say, oh, Flint Mission's the best crowd we've had. It's like, yeah, well, fuck it, okay. <laughs> what? And when you're 19 or 18, however old I was, fuck, I was actually, I was probably only like 16, 17 at the time. You fucking believe it. Yeah, we fucking and, did it. And then yeah. every time you see them, they say that, you're like, all right, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> but who fucking cares? Because you had a, the best night yeah, of your fucking life. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would pay thousands of dollars to go back in time and fucking 
go to that the first time show? I saw, yeah, on the oh, vulgar dude. display tour, like fuck. And that see what kept was what, nuts. What kept you from going that? Like towards that genre, like you're growing up then. And you're listening. Uh, I, I mean, mean we, Pantera's we had a couple. Rad. Yeah, we had. Uh, you know, I was in a couple like hardcore metal bands, but then my grandpa passed, and you know, you get your heart broke a couple times by some fucking girls, and it just it just started to creep just back fit. in, and then I started. I had my grandpa's uh, Gibson J two hundred that I had inherited, and it's just sitting there, and I started realizing that. I could sit there and play a Merle Haggard song or a Waylon song on the edge of my bed, and it sounded like a fucking song. Yep. You can't sit there with a fucking electric guitar not plugged in. And play Yesterday and play, Don't Mean Shit. Yeah, and yeah. Play, or play a fucking <laughs> Slayer riff. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a fucking song. It sounds like you fucking practicing a Slayer riff. Yeah. You know, it's not the same, but you can play a fucking country song that means something to you with just a fucking guitar, and it that's, that's cool. kind of what change it and i just got obsessed i learned every fucking hank senior song i could learn every merle song every whaling song and just and then i was like okay well now what now i gotta find some guys that want to be in a fucking band and do this which at the time was not the most popular fucking thing to do in the yeah. in the music scene that i was in yeah you i mean looking back when like when did you start touring so the i think the first whitey Mor- official whitey morgan show was 2000 was it there wasn't Is no that- fucking Outlaw yeah, country. That, that, it then. wasn't yeah. popular. I mean, I no, was no, I no. was into back. Nobody, I was, there I was, were no fucking Instagram girls wearing Waylon Jennings shirts. No, I was back <laughs> no. then. I was listening to. Hank. I didn't know who the fuck that was, and Great also pole. they were fucking two years old at the time. <laughs> right. So. I was listening to Hank the Third back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I liked that, all that, that album. Shit. Came out in I think two thousand. Two thousand. So his yeah. first one. Yeah. Yep. Great fucking but, album. But I mean that that too that that one. So it's that year. The Waylon Double Live Expanded came out in two thousand. Um. The Hank Three, and then Mike Ness from Social Distortion released both of his country albums in 2000, I think, or I 2001. I've never heard that. Yeah. I love Social oh Distortion. Oh, God, they're fucking great. That. And that that made me realize, I'm like, oh, other people are kind of doing the, what I'm going down this path right now. And uh, and then, uh, you know, just trying to trying to put a, to, together a band and, and just make it sound somewhat like these old albums that I was obsessed with at the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of... I mean, honestly, I forgot all about metal and all that shit until maybe five years ago. Hmm. Like, I, now I put it in. Not my, I got a seven-year-old son. His favorite fucking band is Slayer. Because when yeah. dad's home, I don't fucking listen. I listen to country when I'm out in the garage and doing something that I'm just wanting mellow. But when I'm, like, having some drinks and fucking we're going down the, or, you know, if we're at the lake or something, like, yep. I'm like, He's like, put in Slayer, Dad. Put in that one song. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> he loves Slayer, ACDC. Yeah, uh, so he's basically me when I was fucking 17. Yeah. And my son's uh, nine, and it's ACDC, Guns N' Roses, yeah. Slayer, Poison. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck my, yeah, dude. Like, you hear him in, the, in his bedroom. Hey, Alexa, turn on Back in Black. <laughs> and then you hear him, dun, 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 dun. He starts yeah, going. I'm like, oh, that's my great. goal. It's great. Um, it's funny how that, like, you know that resonates with the kids my son he's 12 he's like misfits yeah it's the energy man like beastie boys my kid he'll listen to you know they watch like their youtube videos where there'll be like somebody on there doing some stupid little skit or something to a song and it'll be a fucking terrible song and my kid will go he'll say dad that song sucks i'm like (laughs) yeah 
I said, but kids your age like that shit. They don't all have dads that force them to listen to fucking... They don't have dads that are fucking cool, man. There's a lot of dads that suck, son. Most all your friends' dads are fucking douchebags, so... Dude, what's that? All right. That's that's an interesting (laughs) thing that you bring up because we experience that a lot. We've got an unusual profession. So you've got a kid, you're married, you probably end up in some sort of social settings where your wife's like, oh, I want you to meet my husband. He's actually in town. And then... They're like, oh, so, so he's into music. What do you do it's, for a living? Uh, well, it's weird for us because so my wife, um, she owns a Bandit brand uh, T-shirt. So she's she's do, been doing music shit for her whole life too, you know. And uh, so the kind of the kind of people we hang with kind of already know usually. But I mean, I live in a small little mountain town, so the, the people up there kind of uh, it's kind of cool when I meet them and they're like, wait. I've heard I've heard you on the fucking on you know YouTube or uh, uh, Sirius or something. Yep. And then and then the next time I see them, they act completely fucking different to me. I'm like the first few times we met, you were just a dude, and now you're like acting different. Then they'll ask you to sign some shit, and I'm like, come on, man. I'm I've got a. Can I just have some regular stuff. fucking dudes? <laughs> like it's just weird. You know, when the, when it all of a sudden it changed, they start fucking acting different towards you. But uh, I was guessing, like, break out acoustic guitars. Hey, listen to this. What do you think of this? Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah, I've, been working, I've been working on this I've right I've had here. them fucking, like, like, I fuck up and give them my phone number, and they'll send me fucking songs <laughs> or something. Uh, that's tough. And I'm like, hey, shit. You got to be brutally honest. Like, dude, it fucking sucks. Yeah, dude, well, honestly, I'll tell you what. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Skinnerd song that he says, you know, don't ask me my business, and I won't ask you about yours. Yeah. I mean, like. That's the way I feel. Like, if you want to talk about yeah. fishing or barbecue sure. or fucking cars or something, for you guys, I'm sure that's annoying as fuck to talk yeah. about that. But, like, I don't want to talk about when I'm putting out the next album, yep. when I'm home. I want to, you want to fucking talk maybe about going up, up in the trails or maybe fishing or hike, any, anything. Yep. But I, I don't want to fucking talk about music right now. I'm with you. We, Unless it's how fucking good the Slayer riff is. I mean, this is we're currently listening <laughs> to on the lake or something. You know what I mean? I've found to just quickly dismiss it now. It's like I'm into fabrication, manufacturing. Yeah, you could just, and then you can blow yeah. right past it. Because there's always the condescending remarks when you talk about like, or they have to, ju- they have to relate it to something. They can't, like you say, we've talked about this on the podcast a bunch of times before. Either family or you, you do meet that guy. Oh, you know, you're sitting at dinner, you're having a few drinks, and the wives are talking, and the guys are like, "Well, you know, I'm in uh, investment banking, uh, managed IT. What are you doing?" And it, and you don't want to be like, you know, well, we, you know, build hot rods and stuff like that because it, then it's going to go into you know, oh, so like, like on TV, like Dave Kendig, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, we're the same person almost. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything that you've seen, it's yeah. so we don't. We, let's move on to something else. Yeah, uh, they're like, oh, like, like yeah. Garth Brooks. I'm right? genuinely like, more interested in what you do than yeah. talking about what I fucking so, do. You yeah, because I, mean? I don't understand management banker. Fuck, let's talk. I don't right. know what that even means, but. Right. You know, like sounds I don't like a talk con. about yeah. you got any crazy stories from the road? Like, that no. dude's sitting over there and he's like, God, what the motherfucker wants to talk to me about banking? I'm yeah, fucking yeah. sick of talking right, about yeah. banking. Yeah. No, I think those guys probably that. like it. They fucking yeah. love that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to to do that. Let me tell you about this memo I got today. <laughs> and most of them motherfuckers work from home now anyway, so there's nothing yeah. to talk it about. Wild, yeah. Um, I, I just was listening to, uh, we're in the car listening to Rogan and there was somebody on there talking about how the commercial buildings are like, and I was noticing on the way today, all those like, you know, 20,000 square foot office, they're fucking empty because yeah. nobody's, you can do that shit from home. But coming down, like you came from Milwaukee, so you came down 94, you see that like the massive amount of like manufacturing yeah, yeah. and warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you manufacture a warehouse, is different. Is I'm talking just yep. random. Like, yeah. 
office empty. buildings and shit. Like, empty. well, you don't need to go to a fucking office. But again, the camaraderie, like, I think if I was in that world, I don't know if I'd want to fucking be at home. You want to be at fucking home with your fuck, wife no. all day? Did I have Get the fuck issue. out of the house no, for fucking fuck nine that. hours. I'd go nuts. Get you a drink after work before you come home to this shit. But like, how why the do... fuck do you want to sit there? And sh- it's like, fucking, let's all just be in the house all day together. Fuck, Dude, at the beginning of the, the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic fucking, shit. That's a hot take, I know, but I don't fucking <laughs> yeah. fuck I, I spent it. I mean, I love my wife, but. Yeah. You, it's so. It's a limited it, time. Yeah, and this is the. There's something about the the line or the whatever the ab- absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, yeah. it really does. When I'm gone on the road, I come home and it's fucking love again. Yep. But when you're home for a fucking month and it's the same shit every day, it starts to wear a little thin and she yeah. will fucking agree. I need to get on the road so I can fall back in love with you because I... There you, there you, you don't want to tell her, like, you can say it like Waylon said it, that every woman I see looks like, like a, a place, place I, I came, came in. in. That's, yeah. a, fucking, that's a tough one to... How is I love it just goes right right over most people. Every like, everybody yeah. nobody get nobody catches I always, it. I always yeah. dwell on that one. I'm like, oh dude, that is fucking bad. The one video though he's doing it like and it was Jesse sitting there, whatever, and he looks, he's like, Yeah, there's a little poetic license, you know. And like Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Well, I always I changed that line in the song to uh uh, what makes me want to love every waitress I see. Uh, okay. Because when you're on the road, it's like if a waitress, it's funny, you watch it to ha- happen to guys in the band. Yep. If a waitress give, is it's a little bit cute remotely, you've been on the road forever, and she just it gives you a little, what, getting what a, about you, hon? And touch your shoulder, you're just like. <laughs> he's pulling all that oh, cash out for a tip. Well, and he's like, I'm in love, you know, you're just like, small town girl, I could live here. I can move oh, yeah. here. <laughs> you know? Dude, the, just fucking, uh, you just get lonely. I mean, you just do. And it, it's like any little attention you get. We're fucking only men. That's all yeah. we are. I mean, what uh, you, what, what's going to happen? I always Caveman. love that yeah, uh, right. Hank Jr. OD'd in Denver. I listened. I love that song. And it, it I feel like it outlines all that. You know, yeah. you, he picked up some fucking yep. waitress or something. Mm-hmm. But God, what a crazy, there's heavy, not, crazy There's life, no... Man. Well, we'll transition talking about music and stuff. I wanted to hear about the fucking barbecue and the meat smoking shit. Where'd that, how did you get into that shit? Looks like you're doing some badass I fucking mean, stuff. I think, honestly, when I was a kid, I kind of, my dad would would do a lot of grilling. And every year for my birthday, he'd say, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I want you to cook ribs. That was it. I don't, I was never like the greedy kid that needed the shit. I'm like, I just want you to fucking cook some ribs because like, there's no fucking good ribs anywhere around in the mid. I mean, there are there is now, but I'm talking back in the day, like people didn't know what they were fucking doing. Chilies. So dude. there was that. <laughs> I don't, we did, again, we didn't get our first chilies till like fucking '97 or something. That also falls into our Michigan theory. We, Michigan, we always say is like 10 to 15 years behind everything yeah. else. Certain cities yeah. are maybe even like more. They just got an Abercrombie towns. and Fitch like yeah. last year, I think. Cargo shorts are coming back. They're too, too, too busy <laughs> building shit. Yeah, well, they were. I, I rocked some cargo shorts back in the day. Yeah, yeah. we all did. Yeah, Phil um, rocked. What were we talking about? Oh, it was barbecue. Yeah, um, sorry. So then. Um, I'd say early, like early 2000s, I went to Austin for the first time and we did a little, we went down to Lockhart and went to Black's and uh, did the whole crisis market, all that. And uh, that's when I, so I'm like, oh, fuck brisket. Like I, and you know, I gotta know how it's done. I have to fucking do it, you know? And, and I always thought barbecue was like a cool replacement for body work and paint. It's something, something you hands. start with raw and you fucking, it takes lots of hours. And if you get good at it, 
the reward is fucking bitching, right? Yep. So if you fuck it up, it's yeah. It's, you've it'll let you a lot know. It'll let you fucking yep. know. Both of them will let you know yeah. if you suck. <laughs> yeah. When you're going down the road and that car and that thing's waving at you as it's going by, you're like, oh, maybe I'm not the best body man. <laughs> and when somebody's chewing on yeah. that meat for thirty yeah, minutes, same, like, same yeah, And I just loved, I loved the, like I said, just the fucking the the hours it took and the and the hard work and splitting your own wood and just fucking doing it from scratch, you know. And uh, over the years, I've just gotten better at it, and it's. It's just you know, it's just, it's just something I love to 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 do when I'm home. It's fucking you know, it's like therapy, dude. You just get out there, get that fire going, tend the fire for cool. twelve to sixteen hours, and drink some beers and fucking watch the fucking sun go down. Like it's the best. What's your what's your best shit? The one that you know you're fixing to flex on somebody. You're like, I'm fixing to blow you out. And then what's the one? What's your Achilles heel? What's the one that you're like, Struggling fuck? With. I'm scared um, to death of doing that. I mean, I don't know. I've worked. Brisket's stuff. a fucking hard one. Well, I did that first yeah. until you nail it. I never even cooked ribs until I figured out how to do brisket. Fuck. I mean, years I didn't cook ribs, and then I realized I'm like, ribs are fucking easy. <laughs> like pulled pork or shoulder, whatever, yeah. fucking easy. You know, once you've figured out brisket and spent all that time on it, it all kind of translates over. And once you just, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, it's the same with me. After years, you don't even need the fucking thermometer anymore. You just pick it up and you the feel the feel yeah the brisket the ribs everything is that the squish or the fold over or what i mean is it it's just the way it, it feels limp in your hand is it is it it's hard to explain and if you just if you just squeeze the ends a little bit it's like oh yeah that's fucking overdone or that's perfect or still a little tight needs to go a little bit more but uh yeah i mean i've i cook uh every year on my birthday i do we do a big uh party out it's at, coming up out, isn't it yeah and i actually have I'm not cooking this year. My boy, fucking John Lewis, is coming. He's uh, he's like the Central Texas fucking legend. He, yeah. him and Aaron Franklin started Franklin Barbecue together, and then he went off and did uh, his own shit. And I met him randomly. Uh, we we're in Charleston. He's out in Charleston now, and we show up in the green room one day, and there's just like pans of barbecue sitting there before before we even sound check like he brought the shit over early which they never do that it's always like if, if you got a cater you got something that's coming if they're doing food for the show it's always late it's never that good and uh you know i'm a fucking barbecue snob and i didn't know who he, i didn't know that that's who, who it came from i didn't even know he was in charleston i think he'd only been open there for like a year at this point you know i knew who he was but i thought he was still in texas and end of the show i mean this shit had been sitting there from two in the afternoon till midnight I didn't touch it because I don't really eat before the show. I just drink. I like to go out on an empty uh, on stage on an empty stomach because I just can't deal with having a bunch of food, especially barbecue. It's, yeah, because you can't just eat a little bit of yeah, it. You're right. like, okay, half I'm a take a nap brisket. for yeah. about yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> so we get back, we get uh, backstage afterward in the green room, and I fucking open it up finally, and I just pull out like a couple of slices of brisket, and immediately I'm like, oh, this is you know, they don't have brisket in fucking South Carolina. They do now at a couple places, but it's still it's not as good as John's. Is that vinegar based pulled pork? Well, yeah, they, yeah, that's yeah the chop chop pork, which I yeah. love. But and this shit was fucking even after it had sat for that many fucking hours in that green room, that fucking barbecue was top notch. And I'm like, who the f- where did this fucking come? Like, I didn't think this existed here. And uh, the guy's like, oh, it came from uh, John Lewis Barbecue. He's a big fan. He brought it over. I was like. <laughs> 
John Lewis is in fucking Charleston. And they're like, yeah, he's moved here, man. He's fucking taking over. That's cool. Solid you know? marketing play. I was like, fucking. So immediately, I just I shot him a Instagram because I don't know any other way to get a hold of him. Never heard back from him from for a fucking a year. And then we played there again, same thing. And I was like, do you guys have his number or something? I'd like to go to the restaurant because a lot of times we don't get to town early enough to do shit except for load in, fucking hang in the green room, play the show, and leave. And Charleston was always one of those towns. But, yeah, finally we, uh, me and him, drank. I think that was that second or third time he came and we fucking got wasted backstage. And That's cool. He uh, disclosed some secrets that I was curious about. (laughs) (laughs) Some trade secrets, you know, got loose lips when you have a few drinks. And then... uh, And your brisket game got better. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Just a couple of things he told me. I was like... This makes sense. Like, fuck, if I just do that, it's going to be better. But, we and then he, he, he's always like, oh, man, that party you do every year out at your place, I'd fucking love to come cook at it. I'm like, you want to come to my place to do what you, he's like, oh, I don't really cook here anymore. <laughs> I got people that do it. He's like, I haven't trimmed a brisket in a while or whatever. And, uh, cool. but he came out, hung out at my house. We fucking, well, him and his buddy, Philip fucking killed it. They, they, we did, uh, Enough to feed like a thousand people. Oh shit! So what is this birthday bash deal? Like, it's just uh, some fucking party. Start. Yeah, it's just a big party. There's usually five or six bands, and um, people can sometimes get we do to it. it on, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we do it on the weekend, or we do it two days. Sometimes we. It's always Labor Day weekend. It's a good weekend out there. It's uh, because on Monday all the tourists leave basically, and if you go to the party, then stay a few days. Like you get the lake to yourself there's fucking nobody out there where can people buy tickets uh on my specifically it's on my us three could buy it, tickets to it oh you don't fucking <laughs> you guys don't need tickets shit that'd be a fucking uh, blast you know a guy uh, you'd be all right um That's it's nice. just on my profile page on my instagram that's the only go place. to your instagram I just got the link right there it says birthday barbecue or something what, what bands are going to be there uh i got uh, a bunch of california bands this year just because it was easier they're all right there um they can drive up from la or down from san francisco and come over to uh, over to us in the mountains there but uh it's um a band called uh blue driver blue drivers i always fuck that up God damn it brian i'm sorry <laughs> the worst um, endorsement ever yes, <laughs> fucking, it was the blue yeah um emily rose and um Leroy from the North is the other band. Yeah. I so think I, think I might have one more. I just can't. I'm not sure if I've confirmed them yet or not. But I mean, the good thing is, like, every, I, I just try to get bands that I know are going to be a cool, a good hang. Like, because they don't necessarily need to draw. I just need you to come and fucking play good and hang. Not somebody, a that, somebody you yeah. want to be around. Right. It's a fucking party. Yeah. If, it, if it turns into, you know, fucking drama Queen Central, then it just ruins the vibe. And everybody that comes, we've never had any fights, any fucking bullshit. Well, I shouldn't say that. There wasn't a fight <laughs> last year, but I did have to come off stage. But they were just trying to get a guy out. And, my, of course, my wife, who's fucking a little crazy, <laughs> she was the one, like, pushing him out. And then I kind of saw him turn around and look like he was getting angry. Uh, and then like, my one of my good buddies was right behind her. A fire came and out. And I fucking threw the guitar down, broke the neck jumped off the stage just kind of was like everyone's like oh i thought you were gonna kill him it's like i was just making sure that the situation was handled because all i saw was my wife and my buddy and this dude was fucking 400 pounds i just wanted to you know make sure and she said she's like get back on stage everybody's got their phones out i'm like i don't give a fuck yeah it fucking helps the image man it's yeah tmz and then of course <laughs> they're kicking the shit out of, of course the next guy the or the next day the guy fucking 
like try, apologizing because it was a two day that last year we did it two days and he was like trying to stay. Yeah. And my wife's yeah. just like, fuck, no, you ain't fucking staying. <laughs> Done. But, uh, you know, for the most part, everybody's cool. Well, if you haven't fully booked all the bands, we do have, I, we got yeah, somebody. There's somebody that's got. What are you gonna get after with our fucking jingles? Is that where you're going? No, no, no. We we were ta- we talked about it last night on the podcast. Yeah. You know you you know who's coming back? Who? Chris Gaines. <laughs> Fuck Chris Gaines. Good grief. We were talking. Yeah, oh, we is were he going to fucking trial for all these dead bodies. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know what that is. I just know that that's what people are saying. Yeah, that's Tom Segura. And, yeah, Segura. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but that's some funny shit, dude. Like when you were talking about those those concerts that you went to back in the day. I remember vividly in the Georgia Dome. This had to be ninety five. Is this one of your early? F- this oh, was that, ninety five. Florida at, Georgia line for you then, right? Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. So ninety five. It was Georgia Dome. Saw Garth Brooks in concert. Right, and this this was ninety five. This was the heat of the like the biggest, greatest fucking shows. I mean, just holy fucking shit. And then you're, you're talking about. Like, you're still looking up to those guys. I can't look at that concert and feel the same way because of, oh, yeah. because of Chris Gaines. Chris Chris Gaines ruined yeah. everything. That, dude, Chris Gaines <laughs> has had a serious negative impact yeah. on your life. It was the worst. You bring that up a lot. Well, I mean, from a, you. from a business-minded marketing standpoint and everything, you know, about positioning, that's the worst fucking decision to ever have made. Like, what the fuck? It's, Show uh, us on the doll where Chris Gaines touched you. <laughs> Chris Gaines touched <laughs> It's a it's a mystery. I, I mean, can you imagine being that guy, the height of your game, and then going, you know what I'm going to do? Some crazy shit <laughs> that people will be scratching their head about for the next five decades because it's fucking, it makes no sense. But you're talking about it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it was out there. And I mean, as, as an artist, I don't know if it was maybe something he just really, really wanted to do. Or Had maybe scratch that itch. Maybe he was just got fucking crazy for a minute and just lost his mind who knows but he's bringing it back that's the thing if you just had to scratch that itch back then like i don't know uh, whatever where's the body <laughs> yeah it's a tough one for you to get past how does that well, i don't want to keep you know bugging you with music stuff but you he's already said he already said he doesn't want to fucking talk yeah. about oh no music. no when i'm at home i don't want oh, to. Okay. that's so, what i'm here to do <laughs> right. yeah so like, we also get, haven't talked about cars all that much we, we got to get back yeah. into cars you get all we these get, artists that they've got something that everybody fucking loves but then just like chris Gaines, they reach a point where it's like it's time to reinvent myself and come out with something that nobody yeah. likes you know that's so yeah. different than what my audience right right It'd be like if I decided I'm going to do a Slayer tribute band. Do you think anybody would show up to that? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's I they would. It's an easier transition. Have you seen, uh, speaking of Hank 3, I mean, in the old days. I don't listen to it. He was doing, he'd do the Jack. first half. The first half would be his country set, and the second half would be the Ass Jack thing. And a lot of people would leave. Yeah. But a lot of people came from metal and then found country music, and even they would leave yeah. because they're just like, well, no, I didn't come here to. See that, but he was stoked on it. So, like, as a, yeah. as somebody that's like, you kind of you got to kind of do what you're what you what is going to make you happy. Like, we we'll, we throw covers in the set sometimes, and I'm like, eh, I don't think anybody cares about this. But you know what? I fucking love playing this. And when you're done, they're just like, eh, really? Okay, that was fucking boring. Hmm. But 
you got to do that kind of shit to to keep yourself fucking yes inspired, motivated, whatever the fuck. But I don't know as far as the Chris Gaines shit, man. That might be I'll get off that topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. similar kind of play on that. Like I think we all listen to a lot of the same kind of music, and you find these guys when they're smaller, and it's a lot more raw and underproduced, if you will. And then as yeah. like the second, third, fourth oh, album comes sure. out, they yeah. keep getting like more fucking and more ruined. refined. Also, the refined, worst thing refined, is and then it's not what you started listening when to. People that you can't stand start liking the band that you love. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What a dick move that is on your part, though, to fucking act like it's the artist's fucking fault that these people that like him suck. I remember yep. in high school, like I heard the first fucking Rage Against the Machine album, or I, actually the local uh, record store had a demo that had two songs on it. One song on one side, one song on the other. This is cassette days, boys. This is Yeah, cool. we were, <laughs> that's where we grew up. And uh, I fucking was like, this is amazing like it sounded different than anything obviously i mean imagine that time there's nothing that sounded like that and within a year i fucking was like i can't listen to this band because everybody at school that likes them are fucking douchebags yep meathead fucking jock dudes i'm just like yeah i can't we can't do it if it goes too mainstream you all of a sudden say it's not that's what i mean and that's that's what a dick move on my part (laughs) to do that but i did that a lot of my life it was just like you know, you'd see a kid wearing a fucking shirt, and you're just like, oh, I hate that kid. So now I fucking just don't really want to listen to that band. Oh, you've seen it happen you know? to fucking, I mean, drop another band's name. You've seen it happen to fucking Sturgill. You've seen it happen to fucking Tyler. Oh, yeah. I mean. Fuck, he didn't even like his own fans for a while there. I think he had some. In, he, some he, yeah, he got a little weird, shit. didn't he? It, I think some shit went down at like a, at like a, a one of his shows, and like there was like a fight or something, and he was like talking yeah. some shit. I think, you know, and that's going to happen. I mean, it, when you're, he's when you're create, great like creative. he is, yeah. like you want it to go a certain way. You're such a control freak, and you have to be to be that successful and that great of a fucking songwriter and a singer. Yeah. So when it doesn't go your way, if maybe some people start liking you or some shit happens, it's like it's kind of tough. Then you start separating yourself, almost like a, a me versus them mentality, and then you know it's fucking it's a tough road to go down. Unfortunately er, for me, it's easy because I'm just like the drunken jackasses in my crowd so it'll never be a us <laughs> me versus them situation i brought up a good comment last night about don't listen to the critics unless it's a uniformed critique yeah, unless it happens all the yeah, critics, unless it happens yeah, you start hearing time. the same thing over and over again yeah. then maybe start to shift a little bit or listen to it yeah um not that saying you need to it was just a yeah I hear you it saying. was a good good take on it like you normally hear fuck the critics i'm doing it my way and but you might be going the wrong way at times right yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been putting out the same album for fucking 15 years. So. Good fucking albums, though, dude. I don't, it's like ACDC. I don't want them to be like, hey, fucking every album sounds the same. I'm like, Nothing yeah, wrong with that. That's my style. They invented this sound. Like, why would you want them to sound like someone else? And then as soon as they did, if they were to change it, then they'd fucking bitch, well, it's not like the old stuff. Exactly. Which one is it? We can't have it both fucking ways. Like, yeah. just fucking get over it. And also, you know how fucking hard it is to put an album out? get these judgmental motherfuckers these critics i'm just like you're lucky he fucking put out an album at all or anybody you know like it's a it is a fucking big thing it's While huge. We're on the top it about kills me every time i do one that's why i only put one out every five years because it's fucking just shit ton of work. it's nerve nerve-wracking and it's got to be perfect and when you put one out you might not like it as much as the one before that it's like oh fuck we got another it, one am coming I done am i fucking is the next one gonna be even worse you know, like a lot fuck. of pressure. I'm sure it is. I mean, and every every artist, performer, whatever, we, we just second guess ourselves all the time. 
But don't I, let somebody else second guess you, because then we get fucking pissed off. Right. But you, <laughs> but you can do it. Yeah, you can do it every day on every aspect of your life. But if somebody else does it, then we got a problem. Do you test the waters at all on that? Like, if you got a new song, you you think it's fucking bad? You like slide that? Is it like your wife that you're like, hey, listen to this? I mean, I have let her listen to some stuff, but for the most part, I'm. It was like that in the old days. I think I was I was doing a lot of writing and in between albums, but now it's like. Um, I don't. I'm not one of these guys that just sits around and writes songs. I wish I was. I have a lot of other shit going on in my life. Yeah. Like I wish like I could just get stoned and write songs like a lot of these guys. I can't. <laughs> I get home and there's shit to fucking do. Um, so <laughs> what I do, my mentality like is love it. <laughs> yeah. And so my mentality is, let's book some studio time three months from now, and I will fucking make an album happen. I'll get some writers together, but, and, I, and I'll make it happen. When I, it's almost like, uh, you know, in school when you had that fucking uh, midterm or whatever, and you're like, I didn't study. And you're like, yeah, well, we'll get it. I'll study tonight and we'll fucking it's crank it out. It's like a, it's like a yeah. procrastination. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, but it's also like, I'm just not thinking about music when I'm home. I have, you know, I, but I used to, like, I was fucking music. I was obsessed. But, you know, you get a couple of decades in and it's like, well, I have a fucking family and I got, Sure. I live on this bitchin' fucking ranch in the mountains, and, like, you want to go fucking fishing or you want to sit in this room by yourself and write a song? Like, I want to go fishing. <laughs> you know, I want to go right. hang out with my kid. But when it when it's time to get down to the work, I'll fucking do the work. And I kind of like that. My manager's always like, well, you just... He's like, I've seen it. You just work better under pressure, so let's just book some studio time, and we'll hmm. fucking we'll make an album. will happen. That's cool. But, like I said, it fucking almost kills me, so... Maybe I'm fucking doing it wrong. That's, we do the car same show. Yeah. Car shows. If if SEMA didn't happen in October, we wouldn't have shit done for it until next year. Yeah, but you need yeah, a deadline to make it happen, and gotta have that. Like you said, rise to the occasion. It's not just like get up every single morning and be like, we're gonna like, you know, kick shit's ass, and we're gonna get this part done. Blah blah. blah. You do, but it's because you're working for a deadline. It's not just because you want to fucking yeah. do it. Uh, you, is there yeah, a new album coming? Uh, I'm, I've got writing sessions set up. Like I said, I'm, that was the plan was if I just, if I force myself to sit down and, and write with some guys, because for me, it's not even necessarily just writing with other people to get a song done. It's like, well, if I go write with them and we get like five or six songs kind of halfway done and then I will start, the wheels will start turning. I will start writing some of my own shit too. Because it'll, you know, it just kind of sparks that, uh, you know, just you need something to get the fire going. And that's, for me, that's what it'll be. If we get a couple good ones, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. And then it'll make me want to, you know, finish some songs that I started. And then if I know I've got a deadline, you know, then uh, I'll fucking make it happen. I know we're rolling up on time. Oh, we're good. Best, uh, your first, first. Don't worry about it. We can be late. Fuck them. All right. Fuck them. (laughs) First, first car. What age and what was it? I was a uh, 64 Impala post car. Um, fucking 283 dog. Oh, Power Glide. Yep. What year was this? 60. Oh, what, it was a 64. I was, uh, let's see, I was 16 when I got it. So fucking 92. You're yeah. older than I thought. I'd have, I'm 46. I'd have, all right. I'd have pegged you for like 40. Thanks, buddy. You look good. It. Yeah. 
See, you that's what those waitresses do. He looks, he looks younger than me. Yeah, I would have yeah. Never yeah. Oh, he looks you. way younger than you, dude. Yeah. Look at that. all those years on dude, the road. they're in the fucking gray hair in that beard. Yeah, you're right. And look at that. Yeah. It'll be turning gray soon. <laughs> my dad is the same way. My mom used to get so pissed off when, when, when they were divorced, and she wouldn't see him for like a year at a time. She'd go, yeah, I saw your dad the other day. Still has an age, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, like a couple of years before she passed, uh, she said, saw your dad the other day. It's finally catching up with him. He looks like shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got till, I think he was probably 68 at the time. I'm like, okay. All right, mom. Uh, I got till I'm 68. I'm like, I got the, those good genes. 60. That's good. Man. Uh, um, uh, car, I need more car shit. 64 Impala at 16 years old. Yeah. I bought it. Me and my dad, uh, bought it from my uncle. He, uh, power washed the engine bay and fouled out all the plugs and couldn't get it to start. And my dad said, we can get it to start. Like my dad didn't even know what he had done, but he just knew he's like, it was running two days ago. It's fine. We offered him, um, I think I gave him 1500 bucks. I paid seven fifty. and my dad put in seven fifty and, uh, brought it home, changed the plug, started right up. Damn. Took it to prom. Well, my girlfriend's prom. I had dropped out at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I fucking I love that car. I, I miss it. I sold it to one of my dad's buddies. I think he still has it. Uh, I sold it to put for a down payment on a on a truck. Or, no, was it a truck? It was a, I had a Camaro, too, at the time, like an 87 fucking V6 pile of shit dog. But One wheel peel. It was fun. It was fun, though. It looked good. It had some fucking, some, uh, some, uh, Kreger, uh, the SSTs, the Keystone ripoffs, you know, those mm-hmm. had had a set of those on there with the white raised letters. Ooh. Oh, yeah, baby. Fucking badass, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> man a 64 like Impala at 16 years old, like that. That's pretty good. You could right. do some damage on both ends with all your buddies on this. Oh, how yeah. How many you could load oh, up? I had fucking 415s in the trunk. Oh, yeah. It was fucking stupid. Shit. Yeah. It was that, fun. That, that you ever heard Slayer the in a 64 Impala with 415s in the fucking trunk? <laughs> it sounds did. terrible. <laughs> it sounds fucking There's a lot of rattling. Oh, it's just fucking. You could hear the scream and then the fucking the double bass just, just run. Yeah. It was fun. Fun days, man. I fucking, I missed that car. I just missed the interior. It was, it was, I, if I remember right. It had it was a '64 Impala and it had 64,000 miles on it when I got it, so it was wow. fucking super clean. Um, yeah, fucking, I just missed the steering wheel, I missed the dash cluster, all that was fucking was cool. My ultimate though, if I had my choice, and I'll probably never own one now because since the back in the days they have skyrocketed, is a '59 Impala hardtop mm. red with a white top, 409 car. What's that worth? Like 200 grand now, probably something stupid. I used to see them for sale in the back in the day for like thirty grand. Yeah, now they're it's like a they're f- worth more than that. Yeah, we got a sixty. There's a sixty L Camino out there that we're just finishing oh, up. Oh, nice, that's nice. Similar doesn't have the yeah, beautiful yeah. tail lights, but yeah, yeah. same uh, same cool. dash. Yeah, same dash in that car. Yeah. Favorite car you've ever owned? <laughs> uh, it was a '96 Buick Roadmaster with the LT1. Tan oh. with tan interior. I got it from an old man. This Bitch. fucking thing had like 40,000 miles on that's it. That's a fucking road warrior, dude. Dude, I mean, you talk about, <laughs> it had the, uh, what did they call it? The, uh, God damn it, the, the something ride, you know, oh, the, the Dynaride. Dine, Dynaride. Dine Dynaride. Yeah. Of course you know. Fuck, that. dude. <laughs> that thing would roast that one, that rear tire. <laughs> what is the Dynaride, dude? I'm not familiar it. with it. 
it's just a some dynamic ride, Buick, I don't whatever. Know, it, it just rode like a, f- yeah. it was like a dream, like you're on a fucking cloud. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. You what? just sit in that bitch. Just Going it's floating. You could put six people in Dude. the front. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it was like two couches. Yeah. Straight. I mean, that's what it was. You, you just got a, a trailer. Oldsmobile tattoo. Huh? Oh, that's a Buick. Tattoo. A Buick. Sorry, oh, yeah. yeah. Flint, Michigan, man. Buick god, City, baby. Damn. Nice. The yeah. uh, I unfortunately had a had a buddy in high school that had that vehicle. Yeah. And uh, not unfortunately, but the story I'm about to tell. You want to talk about three? Guys in the front, three guys in the back, and smoking one of those fuckers out. Oh yeah, dude. There's this was in Atlanta. The tire, or? yeah, yeah. Well, we was, could go. With it that. was the LT one car. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, well, I always thought to myself, who are they building these for? Why do we need an LT one that roasts the fucking tires in a fucking old man car? Like it was nuts. I would just get loose around corners just for fun. You know, when you're, I think I was maybe nineteen when I had twenty. It was the all green dash, right? It. And it had the like the uh, yeah. speedometer that. The, yeah, that was a pretty. That wasn't, wasn't the most attractive dash. It was a swing and a miss for Buick back in those days. <laughs> Six a rare stoned in a in a Buick Roadmaster riding through downtown oh, you Atlanta. Guys were, you guys were hot boxing that. Thing. Oh yeah. fuck! You, variation yeah. of the Outcast song, right? Yeah, very similar. It was that same. Yeah, so I was in. That would have been like ninety four. Uh, no, been like ninety five in Atlanta. Yeah, so that was right there when. You know, outcast and crisscross, and I mean, all that shit was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, anyway, you know, what's funny about the Roadmaster is, um, you ever listen to uh, Dak Shepard's podcast? A little bit, yeah. He fucking has the wagon version. Mm-hmm. He's got, a, yeah, he's, he's got, got a motor in it. It's got a, yeah, yeah, fucking, it's tuned yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. he probably listens to this. I mean, he's a fucking. Dak has some. He's got some cool shit. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool fucking dude. He's yeah. got a. He's from fucking Michigan, not too far. Really? Is he? More, yeah. I think we're almost the same age. He grew up going to punk rock shows in Detroit. I'm like, I bet we fucking were at the, some of the same shows together back in the old days. He's always been one of those ones where it's like, you know, he's you know, celebrity and he's been doing stuff. But when you find out that he's like a car guy yeah, he's and he knows his shit, he's you're kind of like, yeah, he's a yeah, he's, cool. yeah, he's, he's one cool. of those. And he's yeah. fucking funny. And I like yeah. the fact that he, he like got in the acting game and then he made, he made his movie and then he's, then he discovered the, you know the the podcast thing, and now he's fucking stoked oh, on that. His wife is cool as shit. Like yeah. I just feel like he's you get a little like little a cool jealous. You're like hey, his group of friends seem cool. I'm like, yeah. God, yeah. damn, dude, you just want to hang with him. You got yeah. it all figured out. Why is it like when you find, for the most part, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, celebrities or anybody that you like look up to or listen to or anything like that, when you find out like that little snippet that they're a car guy or they're into yeah. like stuff or they maybe have done something like you know. Uh, uh, Carolla, Adam Carolla, the fact that he's a car guy and he's like did fucking construction, yeah. like yeah. you're just like, oh, we could probably hang. Right. We might not be right. friends, right. but you just. But then there's how many of them are there that are guys like that that couldn't fucking change a tire? You know what I mean? Like that have no idea about anything yeah. else except for what they're really good at. Yeah, you know, it's that's that's you, like a whole nother dude where it's just like, man, your whole life you never had to. You judge. Why do you judge him a little different? Starter or an alternator on a car? Like, like, yeah, I don't don't even. You never even know where the fucking hood release is on this thing. You know, like (laughs) fuck. Yeah, Yeah. I mean that's that's just us as dudes, kind of just judging motherfuckers. You're just judging and vetting people. It's it's the old caveman shit. But I mean, that's the way you're raised. You know, you didn't have a dad that spent most of his time out in the garage fucking with shit or, you know, maybe your dad was a fucking actor. Maybe your dad was a musician and he just never fucking did that. Right. But you know, my dad didn't, my dad was a preacher. 
Yeah. We didn't mess with and cars. Look how you turned Look how you. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, fucking right. drinking, cussing. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah, yeah no, nice. Well, you, you, <laughs> yeah. You run, run from it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Did we get everything? Best piece of advice you've ever received. I mean, I said it earlier. I guess the uh, it ain't the show isn't about tonight. It's about the next time you come to town. But uh, I don't know. That's see, you put me on the spot. I feel like I probably have a better answer to that, but my brain is not working. Yeah. Still good advice, though, dude. You know, I mean, best live show you've ever been to. Um, it's hard to say. I've got different shows that different things were great. Um, but I would say Tom Petty at the Bridgestone in Nashville, maybe seven years ago it not necessarily i wasn't like having the time of my life but i just remember like it was so fucking it sounded so good and he they fucking were so tight it was just you know as because arena shows are notorious for sounding like garbage yeah. you know and that show sounded fucking great and it's right at the time when i was you know i've never been the biggest tom petty fan back in the day because you know it's just it's just there's so much good music sometimes you just you just miss a guy, you know, he maybe didn't listen to him growing up, but, uh, I was really digging into like back catalog shit at the time. I was really fucking digging his stuff. And, uh, yeah, this went to the show and I was like, fuck, this is a fucking band, dude. They sound fucking good. And I mean, I've, I've seen fucking 20 arena shows and I've never heard one that sounded, I mean, I opened for Bob Seger. Oh, um, that's cool. Would probably be my second to see Bob Seger side stage, like seven nights in a row. You know, it was yeah. fucking amazing. But I'll say this out front, it didn't sound as good as the Tom Petty show sounded. And it's, it has, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with Bob. It was just the, some of the, the arenas venue. just don't fucking sound good. But this, I don't know, that night, fucking Nashville, that, it sounded That's cool, great. Man. I just remember thinking, God damn, how do you even get that guitar tone? Like, I can't in a fucking arena. It was just so good. Every time I hear Bob Seeger, all I can think of is Fire Lake. Oh, dude. You Fire play. Lake, yeah, man. I love that great song. Great fucking yeah. song. Love it. The only arena. Uh, show I've ever seen was the Stones. It was not like year or two ago, but dude, for all right, all the hype. I know it's like one of the most mainstream, but fucking Mick Jagger puts yeah. on a show, dude. Oh, like yeah, unbelievable for his yeah. for his old ass. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what we were talking it about earlier, was like crazy good. They came to pay the fucking money. You think Mick ain't gonna go up there yeah. and give it to him every fucking Damn. night for fucking what five decades now? Do you think like after? 40, 50, 60 years of doing what you do, you think you still can still get up gets there and just... on it, man. He loves God it. God damn. I mean, I can see it. The fucking, some of the best fucking songs you got, the best fucking bands ever, like, and you get to get, to get out there and front that band and sing these songs and fucking strut your shit. That's and cool. people love it. Like, I mean, that's the best gig ever. Fuck. <laughs> Who are you listening to right now? Country music. Uh, the only new guy that I, is in my constant rotation is, uh, Brent Cobb. Okay. He's my guy. Fucking cool. best songwriter out there right now. His, uh, fucking love it. It's nice. great. He actually played my birthday party last year. Talked him into coming out. We put a band together for him and he. That's bad. It was fucking cool. He's, yeah, he's great. If you guys aren't, aren't hip to him. I'm hip to him, man. I know him. He's fucking, yeah, he's my favorite right now. I, I mean, I play his album. I mean, it's on my, I got a mix, so I just. A playlist where it just gets and it's it, all of his albums are on there. I think he's getting ready to release a new one. I know he's put out two new songs, but you still got the steel, still the same steel guitar player you had a couple years ago. Uh, Johnny is, I think he was here the last time, the Lombard House or the, Lombard, the Brower House. Brower. 
he um yeah get down he can get yeah down. yeah johnny's great man fucking yeah. cool venue dude i'm stoked i have yeah, been super excited we always have fun there why do you, it's been fucking All awesome right, man. man appreciate it boys yeah, yeah, we dude. gotta do fucking, this i could have an hour and 20 that's it i could have done this for three hours we, no can, we can roll I feel like night, we didn't man. even get you in got a concert we can fucking keep going, going. we can shit, fucking man. keep going yeah. i mean if you got if you got some shit i mean we got oh, more fuck. yeah we got more fucking yeah, whiskey let's keep rocking and rolling we're playing you know sure just trying to be conscious of your time fuck it i'm gonna run and piss real quick and then i'll tell them that you're good what time you gotta get uh uh, I think our load-ins at three. What is it? What'd you say? It's like forty-five minutes from here or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll be yeah. all right. Good. Fuck nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, you guys kind of told the story earlier, but how did the, how did this shop? I mean, get started. I mean, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to drag it back to you yeah. your beginnings of right. fucking. But I mean, it's a, it's a fucking. You know, I mean, when you guys first asked me to do this, I looked. I was checking out the. Shit, I mean, this is a fucking operation. We're yeah, talking building chassis. All, I mean, that's it's turned into oh, that's next that's next level shit, dude. Yeah, it's turned into a fucking monster, man, for sure. Uh, we've got you know currently we got what ninety five employees, Jeez. and we're in you know it's making me anxious. Yeah. Just thinking about that. <laughs> we're too many in fucking people. roughly eighty thousand square feet. We got two facilities. There's one this main facility here, and then we're down the street. But uh, yeah, it's it's all we've ever done. I mean, I. Uh, our dad grew he started in the body shop business third generation in yeah. uh started in the auto glass his grandfather in the 30s then my grandfather jumped into the glass business my dad started an auto collision uh shop in the probably the late 70s yeah grew that through the 80s 90s and into the early 2000s uh i got out of high school i actually went to school in michigan big rapids michigan oh yeah for about a semester right, yeah and uh, auto body came back, got a job working for this shop. Actually, existed. It was a small little hot rod shop. Uh, three other dudes working there. Tiny little seven thousand square foot building out west of here. Worked there for a couple of years. Uh, old man there. He passed away. Phil's getting out of college, doing super smart guy stuff with a business degree. <laughs> old man's getting out of the uh, yeah, body yeah. shop business. Need one of those for sure. All came together and. Uh, yeah, just kind of dove into this and fucking That's cool, grew man. it like crazy. Cool. You know? And it, I, I mean, I've been out of the industry for a while, but it's cool to see how how big it's gotten and how fucking rad all the fucking cars are still now. And what you guys are doing as far as, you know, putting in the more modern uh, chassis, all that sure? shit. And uh Making shit more drivable, honestly, you know. Dude, it's very drivable. It's, that's what we were doing all morning is driving stuff with the Autotopia dudes, filming it and just pounding yeah, on cars. But fucking fun, dude, it's crazy. You're it, making me want to fucking get back into this, but I can't. I got. I'm not. I, I got too much going. <laughs> on. If I, I if I can't write a fucking song, I don't have time to write a song. I can't be fucking around with cars uh, anymore. Dude, I'll dude. tell you what. It's I think about it all the time, and it's intimidating. Like thinking about having to get into this industry now, like the first back in like the early two thousands. Yeah, it was like you could dive in and you could build like a standout yeah. vehicle. Yeah, you could probably start. Only took something. one, take it to SEMA and right. get some attention. It's just, dude, the, the level is so high now, and the technology yeah. and what people are doing, it would be so difficult. Like it's, it's exhausting for me to think about. Like if I had just had to get started now, mm-hmm. how tough it would be. Oh yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what SEMA even looks like anymore. Is it? Oh fuck, it's like crazy. It's wild. I mean, I mean, in the in the late nineties, it was you know one thing, but. 
It was when like Coddington and Foose were kind of first come. I mean, yep. they were there, but that was when it was like they were the dudes, you know. Yep. I mean, and it's still it was big back then. I don't know what I was. The, I was what the growth first year been. was. Uh, Ninety nine. It was my first year there, and yeah, like you said, it was big. But you had you crazy like crazy parking lot parties, and everybody had their little thing, and it was crazy. But you had you know imports and hot rods and stuff like that. It it's absolutely fucking unbelievable yeah, I can't now. Imagine. I kind of like to go. I mean, I like Vegas just for a hang anyway. So. We May is it? It's when when does it happen? Isn't it uh, November? First, yeah, weekend. I say November, right? First, first weekend, weekend November. November. Dude, reach out if you want to go. We got you. Just, I mean, I fuck, I'm six tickets. hours from there. I'd drive out. Oh, you have to go then, man. Oh, drink, play some golf, go out in the fucking desert and play some golf. Get fucked Dude, up. Dude, we just might be doing out. a big fucking party too. That yeah, you should come and hang. I fucking that sounds good. Just, we got uh, we got you handled. Yeah, get you taken uh, care as of. Long, I mean, as long as it sounds official, my wife will let me go. <laughs> it's, it's super. Maybe I got this thing I got to right. do. It's, yeah, it's, uh, a, yeah. it's, uh, it's We'll send a formal request. <laughs> yeah, we can send a fake contract. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a badge <laughs> in the mail and everything. It'll have yeah. your name on it. Credentials. So legit. It's, Vegas is weird. Like I've, I kind of go up and down with it. Like for years, I was like, ah, fucking, I don't want to. Like it's just a pain in the ass. And fucking, I'm not really, par- I don't party like I used to. Like, what's the point? And now I'm like. I started playing golf again. I'm like, fuck. Any place with the, the desert in the in the fucking fall, I'm like, yeah, fucking let's go. Yeah. I, go I go play golf and I can fucking go to the strip when I want to and drink and then go back out <laughs> to the resort and fucking. So you're a golfer, huh? Well, I'm, so I. You couldn't tell by the look? I, I mean, that's. Yeah, I know. It's wild, right? <laughs> I played in high school. I was pretty decent, you know, played varsity uh, freshman and sophomore year. And then I didn't play for like 30 fucking years. And then during COVID, um, just like what the fuck why am i not playing golf like i love outdoor shit i love gear and golf involves fucking gear and uh i'm like why am i not doing this still and uh i literally ordered a set of clubs one day (laughs) fucking they showed up to the house and i'm next thing you know i'm fucking hitting chip shots in the living room fucking putting (laughs) and then my kids getting into it i'm like like oh yeah just again it's just something i like to do it's a challenge and outdoors you know like dude Four hours out on the green grass with your boys in a golf cart with some fucking beers, like it's the fucking best. It's funny, like I've never been a golf guy, but when you think about that, it makes total sense. Yeah. You know, like for most dudes, especially like guys who are in like you know executives, right? And they're a little more straight laced. Yeah, to be able oh, to use that as an loose, excuse. Man. Like yeah. for us, we get lots of excuses. It's also right? five fucking hours. Yeah. Uh, to play Away 18 holes. Everybody. So, like, imagine having a hobby that takes f- five fucking hours. Yeah. I'm going to be gone. Yeah. Your wife's like, yeah, what are you going to do? And you could be like, you know, that, yeah. I'm going to that course. You know, there's no cell reception. You yeah. know, there's no yeah. cell yeah. reception. It's real there, slow so. out here today, too. But yeah. I'll not, give you I buzz might, when we yeah. get off. We, yeah, yeah. I might not. I, know, I might come home tomorrow. <laughs> Who fucking knows? You know? Maybe not. But, uh, yeah. And, well, you know, when I played when I was a kid, obviously, you know, I'm in high school, not drinking. So, like, adding alcohol to the whole golf thing was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) Dude, for me, the problem is adding alcohol makes for just destroying the golf carts. Because I'm not a golfer. Oh, yeah. I'm a golf cart driver. Yeah. Yeah. We did it for my wedding. We because it just seemed like a natural thing to do, right? Oh, yeah. Take the fucking wedding party. That's where they do that. Yeah, so we went golfing ahead of time. Had a couple of cocktails, you know, and fucking just sending it out of the sand yeah. traps and stuff so, the, yeah because that was it. cool i can't I golf it. but love it. i can yeah no and it i, I mean f- when you hit one good card. shot like if you fucking flush one right in the center of the club head 
it's like the best. You're just like, ah, oh, that little flicker. Maybe I am good at this. And then the next 10 shots are shit. And you're like, ah, fuck this game. <laughs> My kid, the first time he ever, <laughs> we're in the fucking living room. We got those little plastic wiffle ball golf balls. He hits like three good ones. He's like, dad, this is so fucking fun, blah, blah. Then he hits like a bunch you. of bad ones. And he's like, this is the stupidest game ever. I'm like, you sound like a grown man <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, now you're proud learning. of you, buddy. Now you're learning. Fucking kid. You gotta love it, it's man. It's fucking funny, man. <clears throat> Bucket list car. If money was no problem, you could build something, buy something, whatever. Right now, you, you talked about the Impala. Maybe a, is that uh, it? Well, yeah. I mean, I've got a few, uh, like a sixty, uh, sixty-five Rivy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a good looking car. Be fucking pretty rad. Yeah, I had one good. for a minute. I bought it off a buddy. Had plans to, you know, to fucking tear it apart, and then another buddy offered me twice what I paid for it a week later, and I'm like, yeah, you can have it. (laughs) Turns out I don't really want to do this project. (laughs) It sat, it it pulled into my driveway, sat there for a fucking week, and then it left. I love those cars. Yeah. Oh, man, it's fucking, the one that I had, it has a little engraved or whatever they, they, uh, for whoever bought it, like when you ordered it back in the day, and it says for so-and-so, and and it has your name and shit on the fucking console. Fucking cool. (laughs) What was the dude's name? Oh, fuck. Dude, so many Ernie. Years I don't remember. Ernie. Ernie. Big Ern. Or big Ern. Yeah. You fuck with motorcycles or anything? I just, uh, we, during, like we were saying, during the Jesse James shit when it was fucking blowing up, we definitely did some bikes. Uh, I've molded some frames and, you know, fucking narrowed some fenders and shit and painted them. Take those fingerprints like off, that. fucking yeah. working those webs. And- but, I mean, we, you know, not, not a bunch. Um I never even, I mean, I rode a few, I rode them, rode dirt bikes when I was a kid, but I was never, just never a big motorcycle guy. And then when you have a couple friends fucking die, you're like, okay, fuck motorcycles. It's fucking, uh, it's tough. And then when you, when one of your buddies starts riding, you're like, fuck. When, like, you're, you started riding in your 40s, like, this is not a good fucking idea, man. Like, I just, I don't see you having the coordination to, to not get fucking hit on a corner or a curve or something. I mean, like, that's. Honestly, another yeah. another feather in the cap for the side by sides, you know the, the little uh, yeah, your slingshot slingshot. Yeah, that, that's your excuse. yeah, because it's kind of like a motorcycle, but it's you know it's easier to ride and you can sit down in it. Yeah, I mean, so, I fucking I love I love <laughs> motorcycles, but I just I'm not I'm not a I'm not a rider. Then again, I fucking I ride mountain bikes and I fucking broke my shoulder a few years ago doing that. So I mean, it's pretty thing. fucking. That's a bad thing to break. And yeah, mountain bike shit's fucking. I've done. Gary. Or damage yeah. myself on a BMX bike than any yeah. motocross or anything yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, I used to I, I race BMX when I was a kid coming up. That was, that shit was fucking shit. fun. But yeah, you can't. The mountain bike kind of took over for that because it's the full suspension. Yeah. I can get my fat ass on there with my old fucking bones. And it's soft. It's a fucking, it's a nice plush ride. But you could still bomb some hills and kind of scare yourself a little bit. But yeah, I was, we were just talking about the other day. We passed a BMX uh, track on the road. And I was like, man, I can't believe the fucking gaps I used to jump when I was fucking 18 years old. Like, fucking stupid. Just, like, it, it like, just the fucking bone. Just, I can just imagine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fucking, the coming up But then you fall when you're a kid, and you fucking yeah, jump you right the fuck roll back. right off. You it's do it coming up times. short on the gap. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what yeah, gets that was you. Dude, I thing. remember, like, just casing, like, a triple on a yeah. dirt bike. You got to carry speed. It's so violent. Once you but fucking you stop being afraid... Yeah. You clear all that shit like it's nothing. You just have to fucking pedal, pedal, yeah. pedal, pedal, pedal up. 
pedal, 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 pedal. Just carry speed. And as long as you, you know. But as soon as you get a little second guess, that's when you case and you fucking eat shit. Dude, I always wonder when you watch the guys, you know, like dirt bike dudes, and they're sending it in like the dunes or something. And you're talking like, not like a hundred feet, like thousands of feet, right? Like they're, it's basically flying. How the fuck? They gauge where they're going to land. Yeah, how do you gauge that to like, all right, if I hit this in six gear, or do you just hit it in six yeah, gear pin? And you just you ever hope. seen that fucking Red Bull Rampage shit they do? The yeah. uh, the mountain bike out in Utah where oh, they're just Jesus insane. That um, I, I make, made friends with that Cam Zinc guy. He's like the head. He's like the bad motherfucker of that. I noticed one day on Instagram that he was following me. I'm like fucking wild. Like this guy, I know who he is because I ride. You know, yeah. I'm like it's fucking. That shit's always cool when you're like, fuck, I'm sure you guys get that. You're like, oh, so-and-so's fucking yeah. knows who we are. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. rad. But he's a, he's a, fuck, that guy's a monster, man. Like, fucking, he does those fucking lines where it's like backflip down a 200-foot fucking gap into the bottom of the goddamn canyon. <laughs> like, what? I just, like, fuck. Dude, there's you, no margin error in any of those. Because no. you've got speed and gravity yeah. going into it. Like, it's different yeah. if, like, speed in a car on a flat road you know, you've got options, right? You've got places to go. You've got brakes. You've got downshifting. You've got things like that. Downhill, you've got speed and gravity yeah, yeah, on yeah. two wheels, yeah. and you're also on a fucking trail that's oh, like yeah, an inch so wider than the you tire. You watch those point of view fucking where they got, the, yeah, uh, and you're just hairy. going down those, oh, those backbones and shit, and they're dropping. That shit makes my st- uh, your stomach. Do you yeah. miss, and, like, and it's death. Fuck? Yeah, it's and death. there are guys do die out there in Moab when they yeah. do that. I'm like, I'm still working crazy, on skids, man. man. Like, I could, yeah, I could bust out a slide out. Yeah, you doing some slide out? Yeah, I find could. you a puddle and, <laughs> and just skid yeah, it out. Right? See that, mom? That was bitch. That's right. Yeah, sweet <laughs> coaster break. <laughs> That's where I'm kids at. don't know anything about that. No, Nowadays. my son does because the fucking driveway was recently yeah, snow coated, yeah. and now go. the fucking yep. driveway is covered yeah, in my skids. Kid, his first bike the had a coaster break. Fucking driveway skids. Yeah, and then the fucking tires bald as shit within yeah. a month. Yeah. You got to put another one on that. Thing. But you come home and you're like, you want to be pissed? So you're like, I just spent a bunch of money to seal coat the driveway. But, yeah, but you like, know, ah, it's pretty cool. Like, time yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you look at that there, one. You're like, yeah, that's actually pretty long. Like how fast? Yeah, fucking rad. All right, we've. Devolved into mountain bikes. Yeah, we're getting yeah, we get off the rocker. Way, um, Dude, this is going to be a fucking rocking show tonight. Yeah, I'm excited, Can't wait, man. man. Fucking we'll, Dude, what are, you, what, are you doing to get, what are you doing to get fucking pumped up for this shit? We just got the little Bluetooth radio in the That's green it? room. We throw on some Slayer. music. And, what uh, music? All the guys don't like Is the there Slayer. like a go-to I'll, song? Like, is it like a, it's like usually a, just some old school country just to kind of get us fucking heads bobbing and singing along and fucking drink some tequila and... Are you a Waylon you know. dude? Or are you sick of like the Waylon comparison to be like? Eh, it's, uh, it's, not really. I mean, yeah. fuck. I just do what I do. I fucking fell into a, a groove that seemed right for me, and I, I got no fucking problem with that. Fuck yeah. I'm too old now. If they make a Waylon movie, I won't be able to fucking play Waylon the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck. shit. But uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that, man. I'm pretty. Uh, <laughs> I let shit roll off my back pretty dude. pretty quick. I uh, got like I said, I got too much shit going on to worry about. And what the hell everybody else thinks. I love it, man. I'm stoked, dude. Yeah, I'm a excited. fucking huge fan. appreciate it, guys. So this, this was is, a lot of fun. This is super cool. It's been a fucking blast. If you're um, ever in the area. I'm, but Well, I come through like once a year, it seems like. So do it. I think we got to set up the birthday party trip. We got we to gotta come out there and bands, barbecue. Yeah. I got to see what this fucking yeah. brisket's come, all about. Dude, you'll eat the best brisket you ever had in your life for sure. John Lewis cooks it. He's the fucking man. You got your tour dates on your Instagram? Yeah. At uh, Whitey Morgan? Well, it's on whiteymorgan.com. 
WhiteyMorgan.com. on there. And there's a bunch coming through. We got some uh, some Midwest stuff, some East Coast shit that's confirming right now that'll be going up in the next few weeks. Yeah. Any cool venues coming up that you're pumped to play? Uh, you fucking just did Red Rocks, didn't you? Yeah, we did that's Red cool. Rocks. That was Fuck. fucking rad. Yeah. Is that a surreal moment? It's, it is like, it just goes by so fast and there's everybody, you know, cause everybody wants to come out and hang. So you got friends there, family, and it ends up just kind of turning into like, you just kind of glaze over and it's like, there's just so yeah. much shit. The green room is full of fucking people, you know? And it's just, yeah, it went by, it went, went by pretty quick. I, I'm, I always say sometimes those big shows, it's almost like a wedding where, you know, how at your wedding, it's like more about you your it. fans yeah. or not your, your, your family. Uh, the yeah. family. It's not your day. It's their day. Yeah. And they're going to make sure that, and that's how it kind of feels at some of those big shows. You're just like, I'm just sitting in the green room, like just trying to find the corner. That's a great, everyone's having a fucking time of their lives. And I'm just like, where's my guitar at? I don't even fucking, what time do we play? Like, it's just so chaotic. And it's like, that's kind of how a wedding is. Like, you're just walking. Yeah. Congratulations. And then it's over. Yeah. And it's for them. It's not fucking for you. It's for them. But anyways, but yeah, Red Rocks was fucking amazing. And, uh, yeah, uh, thank Whiskey Myers for having us out on that, and Ray Riley Hubbard opened, fucking legend. That was a uh, yeah, it was cool, man. I had a good time. Sounded great. Fans were great. It's fucking. I mean, obviously the fucking view when you're playing on stage is wild. Cool. Yeah, I think we got Whiskey Myers gonna come on the podcast into this year after they get really? on tour. Yeah, cool. Good yeah. guys. Yeah, good guys. That Jayhawk drums on. Nice. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Well, I can't. I can't. I usually fucking awesome. I usually don't look forward to the work day ending, but today I am. We're ready to get after ready it. To get to your fucking concert, yeah. Appreciate it, Whitey. All right, Thanks, boys. dude. Thank you. Thank you very much.